Welcome to the new monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learned and how they have handled their growth. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the New Monks podcast. In this episode, we have Sensei Sade, Wonder Woman, Medicine Woman, Mystical Queen, and she shares with us how she overcame depression, which she experienced for a long period of time from her teenage years into her mid-twenties, and then stumbling into the medicine cambo one day, and using this to heal and then becoming a healer for other people through the use of Cambo. I did a ceremony with her last year with some friends and it was really, really beautiful. So if you are interested in healing in this way, please do check out her website and her Instagram. She's got a lot of really great things to say. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here, or for me, allowing me to come here. Yeah. To learn more about your journey. And so, yeah, how we usually start is if you can just take a few deep breaths in and out. Stay there. <laughs> <laughs> An hour of freedom. <laughs> and then, if you could just tell us how you're feeling right now. I'm feeling really nourished because we've just had some really beautiful conversations already. And I ate some of my yummy soup that I made myself, which has nourished my body. Feels really nice and warm and. I love having visitors here, so I really appreciate you coming all the way out here. No problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here is in your little roundhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, do you want to just explain a little bit about your home? Yeah, well, it's a little roundhouse on the woods. So there's like trees, I'm just looking out now at all the trees around. You've seen yourself when you arrived. It's so beautiful to be held by nature and yeah it was a real calling to live here um, to come out here something that we didn't even know would unravel in the way it has like we couldn't have possibly realized that it would be so perfect for us and something in our hearts opened up when when this journey started to move here and we trusted it and every day it's revealing itself more and more and why we're here and how amazing it is to be this close to nature mm-hmm. you know really feel how held we are you know there's more birds come in there's more acceptance of like oh your energy's here and we're okay with it mm-hmm. and we're doing offerings to the trees which is helping us to connect to the land and to the spirits of the land as well you know what's happened here before and 
before we moved here actually we wrote uh, when we had um when we put an application to live here we wrote a letter to the spirits of the land to ask wow. permission to come Love that. and and also to the heart of the person that was making the decision so obviously the letters never went anywhere yeah, it's yeah. more about us writing them and yeah, so we feel really blessed to be in Mamacita Roundhouse <laughs> and her energy, you know, she's, she's got such a beautiful energy and you've seen the, the healing room yeah. that's, that we call the womb of the roundhouse and yeah, it's so nurturing to be here actually, just, just to be around here. Um, and what was the, um, the calling, because like, you used to live in London? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Rob and I wanted to find somewhere that accommodated our needs. So for us to expand in our personal projects and it was just wasn't possible for our budget, monthly budget in London. So we, we sort of had a conversation about where next, you know, if we are going to live together and expand together and in our own um ideas and dreams like where is that going to be so we talked about buying land abroad uh it felt too soon for that we talked about living in another city that might be a bit more cost effective and then that didn't feel right either and then i think it was rob that suggested like why don't we try just outside of london so we're still close <laughs> but not like in in London and I was like wow yeah that's like a whole other universe that's just opened up it could be anywhere yeah um so I didn't really think about it after that conversation and then we got back to where I was living at the time and Rob was be run away on the computer and then he just says babe look at this look at this house and I came and saw the roundhouse I was like whoa I've never seen a roundhouse before like I've never seen one that's amazing I was like how did you find it so his route through to that was, he one summer he worked in Lowestoft, which is about 40 miles from here. And he, it was a summer and it was really nice weather and the people were nice and he just liked it. He really liked the area, the feel of the land. So he literally wrote in Lowestoft plus 40 miles wow. and it was the first house that was on the page. That's so good. And it had just been uploaded a few hours before. And so he rang up straight away and there was a open viewing two days later. So like everyone could come and have a look at it at the same time. And yeah, we came and I couldn't have imagined it, you know, that, that this is where we'd end up. You know, I didn't even know where it was. Didn't know what was local. We literally came for the house mm. or the house chose us to be here really. Mm. she sort of like flagged it so that we 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 felt the calling mm, that's so nice mm. and so you do healings here yeah do you want to explain a bit about what you do specifically yeah so i work with cambo medicine i've been working for it's coming up to seven years wow since i personally started working with cambo and then i did the training the year later and wow what a journey it's been I've travelled everywhere, serving Campbell Medicine, abroad, India, Italy, Spain, Berlin, mm -hmm. all around the UK. And now I'm 
sort of more settled with my offering. I do it in a more retreat way. So yeah. it would be like, it would be a retreat that's designed for the person and their needs. So there might be some other healings involved. I work a lot with the ancestors. So it really came through the ancestors started working with me uh, in recent years. And it's ancient, ancient wisdom. And the more I surrender to that and remove myself out of the way, <laughs> it just comes through, you know, just like so Ooh, beautiful. Goosebumps. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> goosebumps and yeah. And so I, I offer um, food and sacred flame and yeah, just always connect to them and, and do offerings for ancestors. And when I say ancestors, it's our collective ancestors mm. and it's also the ancestors in our bloodline so really important when I do healings with people we really look at like your ancestral line your mm. bloodline what patterns have have gone through your line that we can heal and release and feel and what what emotions might have been suppressed you know that we can access for our greatest good and so they're really powerful, um, but also the ancestors of the land, every mountain, every tree, every lake, river, ocean, you know, is, is our ancestor. So it's also recognizing that when mm. I say the word ancestor and the sacred magic that is, exists in all healing mm. is, is, is our, I also see as our ancestor, it's where we've come from, these ancient roots of sitting around the fire, yeah. of honouring the fire as our ancestor, honouring the water as our ancestor, yeah. honouring the sacredness of life, of every animal, every bird, every other human being, every brother and sister. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, I love it. <laughs> so how did you stumble into Cambo and... Where did you train? Yeah, so my route into healing was was through yeah my own healing journey. So okay. I was on the quest for so long to try and heal myself from depression and suicidal thoughts, anxiety, like you name it. Really? I was was receiving it like you know they term it the dark night of the soul. That's what it felt like before this journey yeah it felt like that was everything was sort of coated in this in this mist how long would you say that was you went through that dark night from when i was really young really up until like mid-20s wow yeah it was a full i mean there, there was highlights within that you know yeah. of course it wasn't all like that like everything is waves yeah, yeah, yeah. but the 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 essence of it was I wasn't truly myself actually and that caused a lot of disharmony within my being yeah and I wasn't acknowledging the feelings and emotions that were within me so then this depression gloominess came because what was I depressing Mm. I was depressing my all of my grief, my shame, my guilt, everything. But I was also depressing the joy and the love and the compassion and just the 
the the knowing of of how beautiful it is to exist in this in this body to be given the gift of life mm. I couldn't relate to that in any way shape or form and in fact I spent a lot of time ruminating over uh, not being here anymore and suicidal thoughts you know um, that felt like it was the only way out mm. at times were you on med medication and yeah so I received some support from like NHS roots of um, antidepressants and counselling from that realm and it was it definitely would have been a stepping stone to get me to to where I ended up but it didn't feel like it really went into the deepest parts of of myself of what I really was requiring and, and yearning for you know and so I would rely on drugs and alcohol a lot to be a certain character, like life and soul of the party, <laughs> DJ, like I can, you know, I'm, I'm having fun, everything's okay, to, to, to hide this deep sorrow within. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty reckless with my body and with my heart and, and with my energy. And yeah, certainly wouldn't change it right now, but that that root and the the underlying, even though it was all like I was saying that it was underlying pain and agony, there was still an underlying hope as well. Mm -hmm. And at some point, that hope just became a little bit more fierce than the pain, and I started to open up to meditation and yoga and things like that. You know, like books that might tell you about what ancient tribes have done to support themselves and this like calling for my true self came which I didn't know that it was that at the time it just was this curiosity yeah like imagine like a flower in its bud yeah. you know and it's just about to open yeah. like to meet itself it was like that you know like I felt that energy around it um and then that led me to going to a festival which was like um it sound it's not like beer and bands it was green tea and workshops and find out about the land and there was medicines there what was the festival oh, i can't remember what it was called now okay. people keep asking me that i should probably just research it but i don't even know it was so low key okay. there was only a small amount of people there it was really in england yeah, yeah. in england and someone did a talk about Cambo, mm -hmm. and that's when I first did it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And this is like in your mid-twenties? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And do you want to explain what Cambo is a little bit? Yeah, so Cambo is a secretion from a frog in the Amazon. <laughs> I love it. It's so random. Yeah, it's so random. And um, the secretion is actually poisonous if it's ingested in certain ways. But if it's received on the skin through an open uh, point, then it's received into the lymphatic system. So it's actually a medicine rather than a poison. That's so crazy how yeah. such a tiny change can completely shift. Yeah, and it's a very intense ceremony. You have an extreme purge and your body temperature changes, your heart rate changes, 
you can feel dizzy and you have a purge but you don't have any food in your stomach so it's water and toxins and the purge is can be throwing up Right. The purge is throwing up, yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> sometimes go in the toilet as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, and, and sometimes sweating and crying and oh, yeah. however we want to purge. And, and sometimes we have purges of the mind as well where our thoughts oh, can come yeah, that's so true. and release, so which are uh, great. <laughs> how was your first canvas ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> well... I think if I compare it to now, when people are going into Cambo, there's a lot of information about it on the internet. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. practitioners. And I didn't know anyone that was practicing Cambo at the time. I had never heard about it yeah. before. Yeah. So when I was sitting around in the circle after agreeing to do it and feeling to do it, something something sparked in yeah. me. But then I was like catching up with myself and going, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I going to do what? You know, like I had never heard of anything like that before. So it was so strange and it was pretty intense. Yeah, because I wasn't used to my body going through something like that. Mm. And that that night, because I was in energetically in such a, 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 a low place, it didn't I didn't feel recovered from it straight away. I went into a bit of a process at the time. And that night I didn't feel that great. And I was thinking to myself, what have I done? You know, what is this? Have I done the right thing? Yeah. And then the next morning, still now to this day, there's not been anything like that because it was my first, such a contrast from being a party girl, having all of those emotions that I was suppressing to like a cleanse in, in such an extreme way. And I felt amazing. <laughs> I was looking in the mirror like how are my eyes this white and bright and my body felt wow. so clear and when was this this was after the first one like a little a little bit afterwards or... the next morning oh okay. yeah, yeah 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 so that night I didn't okay. feel great and then the next morning I woke up just yeah could not believe it and I did it another time that weekend which I thought I'll never do that again that's crazy yeah I, I remember the first time I did it, I feel like it lasted for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it's such a mysterious <laughs> medicine, spirit, energy. Yeah. Some people know straight away that they want to come back and go deeper, and some people it's like that's that's it for a year, or they might not ever receive it again. Yeah. And that's why it's not one thing that's going to fit every person yeah, you're so course. individual it's yeah and you're working with a, a divine intelligence which might seem strange to say it that way but that's Love that. what i know to be true yeah when we work with medicines so we're working with an intelligence that in this body we're not really gonna fully understand yeah. even though we can have a deeper knowing and a deeper trust we can't understand the magic that can unfold from this work yeah so from the first time you took it, what was the what happened in between doing the training? So how did you get out of the dark space? Yeah, well, it wasn't an instant like overnight thing, and I guess it's still ongoing because until right. our final breath, we're not going to be out of the circle of life and the inevitable ebbs and flows of life. Yeah. 
I feel like that is something that I really let go of in this path and that has been a liberating process in itself to say I'm not actually trying to get anywhere mm. there's nowhere to go mm. so this like chasing for something just isn't there anymore mm. my energy is around releasing that which isn't serving me so that my days can be more full I can be more present with my loved ones and I can not be running on my shadows as much yeah and be more able to access the the love that I have that reservoir so it sounds like really before when you were in the dark night of the soul it was like you were looking for something Mm. But then you realised that it was about removing something rather than... Or... Yeah, well, I th feel like when I was when I was in the dark night of the soul, I don't know what I was looking for, <laughs> to be honest. I was just in, like, hell, what it felt like. You know, constant thoughts that were really doubt, fear, insecurities, trepidation, you know, agonising thoughts you know I remember at one point just gone just one minute could just for one minute I'd be someone else so that I don't have to hear these thoughts that's what it felt like so I don't even know what I was searching for because the 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 most attractive thing then was to not be here anymore because I didn't know how else to get out of it mm. really if I'm honest it was like this has to end and that is the only way I could I knew how that was that's what seemed to be the only way so it wasn't until I started the journey that I started to realize that that actually looking for something external wasn't the way it was releasing what's not serving feeling it feeling what was was not serving me and honoring it mm. witnessing it mm. allowing it mm. and then <laughs> allowing it to 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 let it go or Love integrate that. it you know into my being more i think that is so important and i feel like you know say a lot of the nhs stuff it really doesn't give you those tools yeah at all to be empowered yeah because when someone comes to me i don't want them to need me as a yeah. healer practitioner whatever name you want to give it yeah i'm someone that's going to hold space for your actualization of your power yeah that's it and your healing journey to unfold so true and so anything that is external is is not empowering you to be to know that you are enough within mm. and that's also why eventually I don't feel like we're going to need medicines mm. because that also in its essence even though it's more empowering because it takes you to your shadows and your healing journey it's also an external yes that you are required you required to get somewhere yeah. and I don't feel like we need anything it's just we've come a little bit off track yeah as a, as a collective and I feel like that's why the medicines are here to help and support us have a collective purge yeah and then realize that we are absolutely enough yeah and it doesn't mean that we live isolated because we're all we need of course we need connections and love and laughter and joy and and explorations and nature but we understand that everything we ever require is within our own being mm. 
and it might just be a little bit blocked or mm. depressed like it was for me everything was depressed not just the bad stuff but the good stuff too and that is what I realized is that okay so if I start to open my heart and feel I'm gonna have to feel all those uncomfortable emotions mm. but also it means that I get to explore and experience all of the really beautiful emotions and yeah. how amazing is that because that is life honoring honoring both sides of the coin so true I'm so glad that you shared that yeah. and that you have actually had that experience it, it's like it feels like it's a little secret yeah <laughs> like not many people know oh I feel like that anyway that you know actually if you open up to it because it's so scary mm. and like you said it, it wasn't overnight no and it's pa it requires patience and courage and surrender because it's it isn't an overnight thing and sometimes in those in those journeys where we may sit in ceremony or we might go there as it can feel like we have a, a moment of realization but the true realization is when you can integrate it and really that's a big one. Choose those, <laughs> yeah, choose that every single day, you know? Yeah. That's it, it's like, I'm in a relationship. I'm trying to be in a conscious relationship. That, to me, is the biggest ceremony of my life. Because how I choose to show up in that is how I choose to show up for myself. How I choose to show up for myself is how I choose to show up with my lover. You know, it's 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 the most important thing to be in right relationship especially if i want to bring a child into this world you know like preach yeah 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 it's like that's and that's what i do the work for mm. i heal myself so i can be that with my lover and also you know is is so that i can hold space for others mm. as yeah, well yeah yeah i have to do that i have to look at my stuff yeah and always return there do you know it, like why you had this such a dark period growing up oh, I just got goosebumps because <laughs> I knew what I was about to say I'm so grateful for it I am so grateful love that for every single moment and from the most genuine place I've not always felt like that and and it's still so this is the paradox, is that I'm grateful, but I'm also like, it was pretty shitty, you know? Like, there's no denying that. I'm not putting a love and light sticker on it and saying that was all beautiful, because it wasn't. Yeah. It was exactly what, what it sounds like. It was really brutal at the time. However, what that has enriched my soul with is something that I could never learn from a book or from another person. It's something that I've walked through and I've met myself in those moments, and now I can meet another in their moments with full, full authenticity and empathy. And without me having to even tell my story, someone looks in my eyes and knows I've been there. And yeah. then they're more likely to open up to me and to open yeah. up to the space that I hold. And that is like, like I'm getting goosebumps again, is the most beautiful thing like I'm so grateful that I have that wealth of wisdom because when you go through something yourself it's wisdom when you hear it from someone else it's knowledge yes, yes. and I've got that wisdom yeah because I was there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
I'm just like, yeah, speechless. <laughs> um, but like, was there anything? I know you also talk a lot about ancestral healing as well. Mm. For you personally, was there a lot of stuff you had to overcome in this life? Was it? Yeah. Funny <laughs> <laughs> question. Yeah, I mean, so in those moments where I was in the dark night, it felt like I—I I mean, I didn't even know what it was to be connected to myself, let alone a tree or a rose or the sky or a spirit, an ancestor or anything, you know, like it was literally that thing of looking out at nature and going, am I, am I dead inside? Cause I feel nothing. And now I look out into nature and it's like, I, 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 I feel like I could dissolve in that moment. It's like, the, um, if I was only alive to experience this one moment, it is worth it. Mm. Like that is the, the gift of life. Yeah. It's, it's given to have those moments. So the the spirit support came after I had to figure out that I had everything I needed. Like I didn't feel support from spirit at the time, even though now looking back, I was always Wait. guided. Okay, got it. Because yeah. we're always guided. Yeah. And protected. Yeah. And, but sometimes it needs to feel like we're not for us to find our own wings, you know. Yeah. And that's it. I found the 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 fire within my own heart yeah which is yeah really beautiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you go through anything in your childhood that you think would have triggered your dark night and soul or not yeah. really yeah well i think we all do the more i the more i look into to what it takes to nourish and nurture a, a little being yeah. The more I realise that no one's doing it. Yeah. The way that is 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 conducive to a spirit within a human at that age. Yeah. But there's no blame there. It's just there's no mm. wisdom and we are own like think about it as a time scale. We're only just now talking about mental health, emotions, like what can happen within a human this complex creature that we are and we're only just openly talking about it now there's still stigma attached to it now so imagine what it was like when our parents were younger and then when their parents were younger and then when their parents were younger like generations of suppressed emotions because it's not okay to feel you're not allowed to feel like I, when i started doing research about it i looked at books from the 50s of like how not to show your emotion Mad. actually in press of like how not to show your emotion like as if that's a good thing you know so when we look at that of like what it actually what we what we require is intimacy mm. connection like eye to eye contact someone really being present with us mm. like who's really present with each other you know and especially when we have pain and trauma and if our parents have got pain and trauma that they're not dealing with, the minute we bring pain and trauma to their door, they're going to shut it away because it's going to trigger how they feel and they're keeping a lid on it. It's not safe. Yeah. You know, so, so in that way, I feel like everyone's doing their best. Bless everyone. But I feel like there's, we know another way now 
that yeah. for us to nurture our children now, the children that are coming, that we know how to, to better develop their, their skills and to really allow them to sit in pain and allow them, like that is one of the things, is to hold space for a child to cry and to be angry instead of shutting it down, instead of saying it's not okay and then putting a condition on the love. It's only okay if you're smiling and happy because I can't see my own pain. I can't sit in my own pain. That's a subliminal message that we're getting as a child, mm-hmm. you know? So so I feel like everyone has a story to tell from their childhood. And I certainly have emotions that were suppressed from then. And yeah, I've been through a massive journey with that. And it's not about blaming it's going back to that paradox again of like not blaming but honouring the emotions being angry being upset about it but it doesn't mean that we project blame onto another yeah you know how can we honour our truth without blaming another and that's the 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 path of healing to to balance through that yeah it's funny isn't it when you just realise that we're all trying our best we're all (laughs) trying our best and that's the thing is that when someone can't meet you somewhere, energetically it's or emotionally, it's 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 all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. coming from it's coming from their wound as well. You know, then you have total compassion. You start to see your mother and father as little children, yeah. not being nourished in the way that they wanted to be. Mm. Then you see your grandparents as little children, not being nourished in the way they wanted to be. Like, and there's this whole scale of what it means to not be nourished. You know, there's a whole scale from from the darker stuff to to just being ignored or, you know, being told to be quiet when you're crying. Mm. Like there's so much mm. that that for us to feel that no wonder we depress it. It's overwhelming because mm. it's generations of not feeling. Yeah. And generations of people doing their best. Yeah. That's also it. That's so from true. what you what everyone's got, they're doing their best. Mm. And that's where the compassion comes from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was blank. Um, yeah, I guess, like you said, it's a collective thing as well. Yeah. Is there any like particular story or paradigm that you feel like really affected you a lot and then you broke free from it? that you'd like to share. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this load, so it's like whether I want to share or not. Okay. And I, I guess what's really um, prevalent at the minute because of the programme that I'm doing is the addiction. I'm really um, holding space for that story. And because I've been there myself of like, what it means to be addicted and okay, what, what, the scale of that as well. So there's there's people on my course at the minute and it's going from from one person that um, had addictions around cocaine, someone addictions around sabotaging and someone with addictions around doubting themselves and avoiding. So you can imagine when you're willing to look at it like that, then as a collective, a lot of us are in addictive patterns 
and it's not saying addiction is in a dirty word you know like i'm using it in a word of like let's take responsibility and empower ourselves through that mm. through the ability to respond to what's going on let's feel empowered to say that i can sit in this that i've got addictive patterns around this story or around this external thing you know it's that it's again that that um, realization that I had about nothing external can mm. can satisfy that deep yearning within, and there is the deepest yearnings for remembering who we are, really truly remembering who we are, and that is why I took drugs, because I wanted to connect to people, I wanted to cuddle people, I wanted the barriers to come down, and I wanted to be in total like sync unity like it's given me goosebumps yeah. like those nights on the dance floor those sunrises yeah i think a lot of people yeah because where are we getting that in our society we're not creating that that moment of like connection circle tribe yeah. unity that loving vibration where where the walls drop and we say it's okay for us to feel and to be who we are to be intimate with another yeah. my god how intimate you could meet someone one night and know them yeah. and that 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 beautiful connection because you're not trying to be anything else you meet where you are yeah but then the shadow sides of drug taken is that they do become addictive not the drug itself i do believe that's the personalities because sometimes we are using it to numb yeah 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 i certainly was like wow for the next five hours i'm not going to feel any of those thoughts that are in my mind and that was one of the attractions to do it Let's get so obliterated that I just don't have to feel anymore. Wow. I don't have to be me. Escapism. Yeah. And then when does that stop? Then it comes into the midweek and then you're wanting to always be in this state, which suddenly has consequences. You know, there is consequences for that. And then your shadows come out in those moments as well. And he your healing comes out and you're not being held in that space. It's not supportive for that to come. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so then the the balance is sort of tipped on it being more of a detrimental, uh, like attachment. And I really I've looked at it and I believe that a lot of it stems from us not having a rites of passage as a teenager, and us just going like, what am I actually? Who am I? What am I doing? There's been no route into manhood or womanhood. So there would have been a red tent. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. the red tent, but where all women would have been together yeah. around the moon and they would be bleeding. Some girls would be starting their flow. Some women would be pregnant. Some would be given birth. Some would be stopping their bleed. And all of this would be together and talk about it and talk about their feelings and their emotions. Because when a woman bleeds, she's really lifting the veil to her unconscious. And no wonder we get called crazy because our subconscious is, is literally coming to the forefront. The veil is so thin. And we feel the earth deeply and we release the, the emotions of the tribe that we're in if through our bleed. And this is a very confusing time. And in in those moments when we had that support from all generations, the sisterhood, we would have been able to step into womanhood 
without the shame and the confusion of what does it mean to be a woman? What's this sexual feeling? How do I harness it? How do I respect my body and my needs? And how do I have the courage to stay true to who I am and not give this precious energy away? Mm -hmm. You know, where do we learn that? Because I was a teenager of like, what do I do with this sexual energy? I don't know what to do with it. And the, the, the ideas of pleasing another, pleasing the man or, or, or giving in to what, what your self needs for the other. And then the, the young boys would go in on, on a vision quest and they'd come back being, sometimes being called a different name. So that represents that they, they've stepped into manhood. And I feel like we're yearning for our own rites of passage. And actually what I've seen from working with medicines is that it's actually happening usually now what I'm seeing is the correlation of people when they get to 30 is that there's there's a rites of passage and now this is when people may be going into yeah. deeper exploration yeah. into themselves. I feel that's true. The spiritual journey, but it, it would have happened a lot sooner. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so then we're getting to this point of you know, we've probably taken drugs or partied or, didn't, you know, not grown up for that amount of time because we're a little bit lost. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the compassion comes in for that. You know, yeah. there's no there's no blame here or like drugs are evil or, you know, I, I really don't feel like it's the, the thing. We don't focus yeah. on the thing in the course. We focus on why it is that you're choosing to do that thing. Yeah, which is the underlying which is yeah. it. Yeah. And it's that, like, because food is the most beautiful thing, but that can be misused so and that true. can kill you. Yeah. So it's really not focusing on that. Like mm -hmm. a drug, someone could take it or leave it. But if you're hiding your pain through that, then it might become something that isn't really beneficial for you and your growth. How did you make that transition from being the party girl? <laughs> yeah. So... I was thinking about the other day, my first ever dry January was probably 2010 or 2011. And it was like, I remember people's faces when I said I wasn't drinking for a month. It was like, whoa. And I knew I needed to do that because I needed to know that I could. That's how much I was relying on it, craving it or wanting it. Um, and then it just was sort of a pro process from there. But definitely when I started with Cambo, that helped a lot, mm. like huge. And actually what happened was when I was in alignment and closer to myself, I didn't need anything else. Mm. You know, like I didn't, I didn't want to not be me. Mm. So then why would I want something that makes me feel like I'm not myself? You know, it just wasn't as, it, an attractive option anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. So it flipped around. Yeah, exactly. Because then, because you ask yourself, what, if we don't stop and ask ourselves, why am I doing that thing I do? That's what's in the course. And I've got the, the, the course book that you get with it is, why are you doing the thing you do? What has it given you? What is it nourishing within you? Because it's doing something good. Even though it's not, it might be on a surface level, but it's given you something that you, that you want or that you need or that you are yearning for. And that is what it was given me, was like an opportunity to be someone else or to escape my problems, have more confidence, put on a mask, be someone else for that, 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 that night or that day or, 
and yeah we if we can ask that question with anything that we do you know it's a it's a it's a journey because once you realize that like you don't need drugs and alcohol anymore it's like well why do i need a cake why do i need to buy that outfit why do i need to speak to that person why do i need a relationship that's not good for me why do i need a friendship that's not serving me you know then why do i need this attention of my mum or approval of parents then you start to question everything and it's that's a really great journey yeah why are we not questioning these things yeah it doesn't mean that you have to let them go. Like, it, it's not the end, but it's really beautiful to ask, you know, why do we do the things we do? Mm, that's, it, yeah, because in that process, you're making the unconscious conscious. Sure. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> it's scary, though. I really get it, it you is. know. It's, it's, it's not the easy road, this path. It's, um, it takes courage to, to look. And to say, I'm going to look at my bullshit, basically. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't blame anyone else either. And yeah. that's one thing, isn't it? Responsibility. When I was depressed, I wanted to blame the whole world for it, you know? And yeah. that doesn't, and like I said before, going back to that about, we don't blame, but we honour what's happened. And what was happening before is that I wanted to blame, and I wasn't honouring the emotions. So I was suppressing the emotions, but then blaming Whereas the healing journey says, let's bring the emotions out, but not blame. Let's take responsibility for what we can do now. Yeah. And how empowering is that? Yeah. It sounds like that knowledge just kind of came to you. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things on the journey that you can't explain. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where this deeper surrender and trust comes in. Because... <laughs> And there's also a lot of it that just sounds really out there until yeah. you've walked it. Like, there's a lot of things I could sit here and talk about. Yeah. But no. until there's a resonance, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, it's, it's another story yeah. from a weirdo that's like works with a frog, you know? Like, that's, I'm so aware of that as well. <laughs> so that. aware of it. Yeah. You know, that it's, it's too out there. Yeah. But when it's yeah. when you walk that, there's a knowing that you couldn't explain to someone. Yeah. Someone says, how do you know? Did someone tell you? No, I just know. But how do you know? Did someone come into... No, like, it's not like that. Someone doesn't come and say, oh, this is how the universe works and this is what you're doing. There's a deeper understanding and mm. knowing that you feel in your bones of like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. This is ancient. Yeah. This is ancestral. This is been in my blood and bones for lifetimes and then i guess also you walk the path and then you walk and the path. do it and then integrity comes in yeah and that's when you choose every day whether you yeah. work and whether you walk the path that's so true yeah and do you choose it and and also we're meant to be human as well <laughs> that was like a release. Yeah, like, oh my god, for that, are you sure? <laughs> we're meant to be human as well, you know? We're meant to make mistakes. And, and walking the path doesn't say that I am doing everything great. It's saying that I, if I make mistakes, I will return to that place. Mm, no, that's really good. I like that. I will return to love. I will return to the path, you know? I will go... 
the 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 natives say that Love stay close them. to the fire you know like if you wander off you don't know what's going to be out there stay, stay close, close to, to the fire. fire that's really nice and so that's that's it you know staying close to the fire that we have that burns eternally within our hearts that I will always return back to who I am now I have that wisdom yeah. but it doesn't mean I'm not going to get lost yeah. and even though I'm the space holder there is this projection or expectation that you're going to have it all sorted and there's some some areas of my life I've got completely sorted in this moment and some are a bit more messy because I'm human and I've got a lifetime of this stuff mm. like everyone else so true got a lifetime to figure it out yeah <laughs> yeah and to be and to live and to 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 honor it and I think a lot of it actually reflecting it is learning to be able to sit in the discomfort and pain mm. and instead of going like oh oh there's an uncomfortable emotion I don't know what it is oh I'm just gonna eat this cake or I'll just put Netflix on or you know, I'll just call someone up who will soothe me. It's like, could we in that moment, sometimes those other things are cool and sometimes we allow ourselves to go there, but is there an opportunity to go, hold on, I'm going to sit in this and see what it has to say. Great. Mm. Feel it, you know, allow it to come. Yeah. Big. Be with ourselves. Yeah. So, um... Do you want to talk about how you stumbled into training in Canada? Yeah, so I knew from the beginning when I heard about it that it wasn't like something sparked in me, but it wasn't a want. I knew even then that it wasn't going to be something that was like, I want to do it, therefore I will. It just, it just felt totally different to that, this this work it felt like the calling would have to unravel itself mm. if it was meant to be on my path and so um the lady who trained me actually was meant to be having an assistant who was my friend who was going to assist her on the course and also building a retreat and looking after it while there was other um retreats going there so building the retreat is in like the house and then other people were going there to do different work throughout the summer and she needed an assistant it was going to be my friend and then she couldn't do it so I literally got a call saying do you want to be the assistant and you'd get to do the course and it was like how can I deny that at the time I was living back with my dad my relationship was a bit on the edge and I was working in a coffee shop and I just felt like everything had sort of crumbled and that this path revealed itself mm, to me yeah. just so naturally. How so many times um, had you experimented with Cambo before that? Do you remember? Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> it was a year before. It was almost like a year to the day where I first did Cambo, uh -huh. just over, that then I did my training. Yeah. I can't remember. I know I did it a lot during the training as well, so. Yeah, okay. And it was, it was something that was so natural, and that summer changed my life, really. 
opened me up in so many ways and split me in two and you know my heart broke open that's wow that's what happened it felt so painful at times it was all of those feelings that were wanting to be witnessed in one in space yeah i'm gonna ask you now <laughs> We were talking about so much, it's like, how do we Oh yeah, what were you doing before, so you, at one point you were working in a coffee shop? Yeah, so that was when I went back to my dad's house. Yeah. Before that I was at uni, I went back to uni in London, that's what brought me to London. What, what did you study? English language and literature. And then before that I was doing meditation classes and stuff like that and I worked in retail a lot yeah before and traveled around didn't really know who I was so I was like traveling around living the party lifestyle putting putting the party lifestyle above anything else basically but you learned a lot though <laughs> I learned a lot yeah exactly exactly wow yeah love it <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm gonna ask you Maybe a couple of questions to conclude. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does self-love mean to you? Well, a <laughs> lot of things, but let me try and tie it up in a, a little present. Self-love for me is owning your shit. Love it. <laughs> like, actually, not bypassing it not condemning yourself for it but owning it and respecting it and the times i've felt love for myself the most is when i'm like yeah i get angry yeah i've got this shadow but that's me and i'm okay with that i've also got this beauty in in me and i've got this amazing thing it's like to not deny the parts of you the light and the shadow mm. to definitely keep checking in keep checking in who am i why am i doing this where's it coming from back like the fire. back to the fire always going back to the fire and being able to hold yourself accountable mm. and actually like knowing who you are when you know who you are you cannot not love yourself basically it's impossible to not love who you are like because you know your essence you know where you've come from you know that you're a part of this life you are the tree that you're looking at you are the rose you are the earth that you're standing on you are the energy that you feel that's when you can love yourself fully because there's not another thing that you can't love you can have discernment you don't have to be around everyone mm. when people aren't in your in alignment with what feels good for you but you can still love them and that's what I feel like true love is mm. true love is that like I can see warts and all but I can have discernment and boundaries love that mm. whole whole definition there yeah <laughs> very whole I'm glad I got into that little like yeah yeah great yeah. <laughs> and then you meant obviously canvas has been such an important thing for you is there anything else you think that helps you through transitioning? Yeah, I've worked with most medicines out there. 
when I've been traveling, I've worked with um, ayahuasca and peyote, iboga and mushrooms. Oh, wow. And before as well. And then definitely not for everyone. Yeah. They've been helpful on my path. I've also seen how they've been abused as well. So I really pray, 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 pray that the integrity can stay with these beautiful medicines, these sacred medicines. And I can only pray that one day we see more ceremonies on this land because there, there is a rich history of ceremony in, on, in this land. You know, it's not just in Mexico and Peru and yeah. Africa, you know, it's, right. it, it's in, on this land. And I really feel that the trees and are speaking to me about the magic that's held here. And, you know, maybe one day we will see mushroom ceremonies coming back and this yeah. ancient knowledge and ancestral wisdom coming through that that magic and, and that possibility, you know, it's it feels. Yeah, it feels strange that we've forgotten who we are and the tools that we have here and and what this land holds you know yeah. so although the the rest of the world has beauty and wisdom and the medicines from there are absolutely amazing i also believe that now's the time for the mushrooms of our land to come and speak and to yeah. be heard and and to yeah. work through the the medicine men and women on this earth you know the yeah. earth it's yeah the uk yeah and there's so many sacred sites that are literally calling their ancestral wisdom is calling for us to wake up to their power and the, pil <laughs> the pilgrimages are coming yeah. and and you know mother's sending her children Mm, helping us that. to rise <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, they always say that like mushrooms have a network below the ground yeah so mycelium like, yeah yeah and this is how I feel like we can communicate yeah I don't even feel like we need to ingest them wow I feel like we can also communicate and learn through them on that way but maybe the, the day will come where we can ingest them with safety you know in, in a sacred space with someone who can hold you to go there and to learn more about who you are, about your psyche, about the ancient wisdom that flows through our blood. Yeah. You know? I feel like there are so many different routes, like, just yeah. in general, on this journey of, I don't even know what to call it, mm. realising who we really are. Yeah. Remembering who we are. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people... There's a lot of discussion, I think, on specifically, like, plant medicines and, oh. like, do you really need them? Yeah. Uh, you did touch on it earlier a little mm. bit. I don't know, do you want to share maybe a little... Yeah, I don't think we really need anything. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, that, for a start, I feel like, and, and with Cambo, when I work with people, I do want to check in that they are feeling or sensing that this is a tool to divert them back to who they are and to their magic. Mm. If someone's coming to me of like, I need this to be, I need this to do that, it's like, I will redirect them to say, 
that they have everything they need and that we can use these tools. But not everyone who calls me up is suitable to work with Cambo or with other medicines. So it's it's not the yeah. the route for everyone. Okay. And I don't feel like there is one route that's going to fit all. Yeah. And especially with things, and bless the people that across the world that work with with the more psychoactive plants, like ayahuasca and bufo and peyote and mushrooms and. San Pedro as well also in Iboga it is a huge responsibility in this body we have one psyche and it is absolutely huge some people are coming to me now for me to offer energy healings and support when they've gone to a ceremony maybe in another country and they've not been held in a way that's that's supported their soul's journey and they're feeling a bit fractured or lost and and I'm really seeing how some people unfortunately like it's going to happen with everything or working with integrity so yeah, that's true, yeah. I feel like d one of my suggestions would be to yeah you hear about your friend having a great trip or journey or this was really healing like okay take in what they're saying and then you might meet the healer and take in what they're saying but never ever put someone else's experience or opinions above what's happening within your heart because deep down if you're still enough for long enough you will know what's right for you mm -hmm. and what I've seen is the hardest thing is when someone's done something and they always say I knew I shouldn't have done it I knew it wasn't right for me I followed a friend or the healer said this 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 and it wasn't right and they knew it and that. I say that even to people that want to work with me you know like go away and feel how it how it feels in your body. Like now you've heard my voice or now we've had this connection, you know, don't just jump into it. Mm. And and we've got to have that respect for ourselves and respect for this sacred medicine. Mm. It's it's that's what it comes down to, is mm. like not just jumping in. I heard about people ordering Campbell from the internet and doing it themselves. I mean, I cried when I heard that, just thinking like how how can you want to abuse yourself? Or take that risk, and also the the the, the sacred medicine. So it's it, it's a time of extremes in all of the world. So of course we're going to see that reflected in the medicine world as well. That's true. <laughs> um, it, of course, you know. So I think it's um. I pray. I pray for the integrity of this work, but always hear your heart's call because that will be guiding you, absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that I know you talk about a lot is integration. Yeah. Do you want to say a, a little bit? Yeah, and for sure now, more and more, it's like if you haven't got time to do the integration, I don't know if you should be doing the work mm. in those nights. Because doing the ceremony, doing a yeah. ceremony, yeah. If you haven't got time to integrate it, then I'm not sure it's the right time. Mm. Because, okay, so one way is that you can go and have a ceremony and it's an experience and it's amazing or it's really healing <laughs> or it's showing you the hell realms or whatever it is, and that's an experience in that moment, and in that safety or that well we hope safety and sacred space that's been held for you 
it's it's okay to move through these emotions and these feelings because you're held by your tribe usually you're in a circle there's a few people there and there's some healers there and there's someone holding the space who knows the medicine that they're working with what happens when it's monday morning and you've got to get up for work and you've had a memory at the weekend and you're not sure what to do with it and you're overwhelmed what then what happens on wednesday when the flashbacks come back and you're not with the tribe anymore and you're alone in your flat what happens when you're on a tube and you're remembering or replaying the things that happened that last weekend or you're not in your body or you haven't returned yet you know what then it's like we need to be able to embody the teachings so that they become tangible otherwise it's another experience that could quite possibly be too overwhelming for you and then we ask the question is that helpful because healing is only healing if it's actually helpful mm. it's not always going to be helpful just because it's a medicine and it's been used for years and this person says that and that person says that mm. and it doesn't just happen in one moment no it's a journey yeah. and you don't know if having the ceremony is the one that's going to open you up for six months and send you on a healing crisis yeah. which is very possible yeah <laughs> so possible a year long two years long if you've got children so or responsibilities or a job that you couldn't just leave then what then you know like you, you're so opening true. yourself up you know i had um i listened to a podcast oh, i'm not going to remember the name he's an amazing guy and he talks about psychedelics really great and he says you know people assume that i'm doing psychedelics all of the time he's like i'm not i've got a life that i'm responsible for mm. and if if i entered into psychedelics i've got a know that I can create space for whatever comes up it might be a week-long process it might be a month long it might be six months and at this moment in time I can't afford to do that for my job for the nephew that I look after and for the responsibilities that I have and that's really self-love talk about self-love that's it because the other way is getting yourself in a mess and not knowing how to cope mm. then having to pick up the pieces yeah. And then who do you trust to do that with, you know? So it's it's, it's a massive responsibility and I've seen it a lot, you know, uh, where it's brought up. And beyond that, say if you could take six months off, that is a really great thing to go into as well. Yeah. There's yeah. Not, there's, that's a really beautiful thing. If you could go off and have time out and take take that, I would say go into it for sure. But if you've got responsibilities it might be the one that does that and it might not be appropriate for you in this moment. Mm. But then also sometimes it's not like that. It's just that we, to be really uh, self-aware and mindful of all of the possibilities that could happen. Yeah. And I guess like how we're going to continue healing. Yeah. 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 And understanding and integrating the healing so that it is something that is is life-changing it is changing your life mm. daily yeah otherwise exactly. it's an experience that's overwhelmed that's not actually helpful and supportive to your life now yeah. you've got a life now you can't just flip that up yeah some some people want to which is great yeah, yeah. but it's, it's 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 a personal choice and yeah. it's it's good to know that i like that i think it's important it's not just about what happens in mm. that one moment yeah it's just as much about 
everything outside of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Mm. I feel like we can wrap it up here. Yeah, me too. It's been so nice. Thank you yes. for hearing me. And Thank like, you. it's beautiful to, to be able to share. It just yeah. feels so natural to nice. chat to you like this and a little Good. bit weirder with the camera. <laughs> I yeah. love talking to you, Jess. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's been, I think your lang the language you use as well, I really appreciate it because it's not filled with like all of these words that mm. can be quite confusing. Like, I don't think you ever mentioned ego, you know, like yeah. people talk about that a lot. Yeah. But it, it was just very easy to understand. Yeah. And so, like, especially when you started talking about heart, your heart and self love. Yeah. It needs yeah. to be easy to understand. Don't want to overcomplicate things. There's already enough going on. <laughs> like, give us a break. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> Thank you. Just so. so much love, and because I've touched on the uh, addictions and my mental health, um, I'd like to put a prayer out there to all of those who are feeling like that right now. Mm. blessing your hearts and blessing your journey and honouring your journey and may you find support and yeah feel free to, to open up to me also but I just pray for all of you in this moment blessing your lives oh <laughs> come to the fire <laughs> yes <laughs> and then if you do you want to just say where we can find you? Okay. I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's like Instagram, oh, yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. so Sade Lynn Healing. <laughs> there might be an underscore somewhere. I'll put it in the notes. Put it in the yeah. notes, basically. <laughs> and yeah, through that you could find my email, awesome. I think. And there's a website, SadeLynn.com. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sister. Thanks, sister. <laughs> Yay! We did it! <laughs>